Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 336. Uh, this one is definitely rated NC-17. Yeah. Or yeah. just R. I don't know what, what... It's whatever all of our podcasts are rated at. I mean, yeah, there's no difference in how we talk or the, what we talk the, about. The addition of a certain superhero's... Member. Private part. The, the member yeah. of the Bat Family. <laughs> yes. The newest one. The newest member of the Bat Family. God, that would have been a great title. <laughs> The puns galore that have gone around with this thing uh, definitely yeah. cause a controversy that I feel like wouldn't shouldn't have even been completely unnecessary. But I hope that it has brought more people to the book. Yes, uh, because it was, it was a, a damn book. good book. Yes, damn good. Yes, damned good. Yeah, damned good. God, I didn't even try <laughs> that one. Um, also talked about Mister Miracle and Infinity Warps and the return of our. Favorite furry X-Men. And really furry. Yes. <laughs> really furry in that. Uh, we also talked about just kind of briefly, but a little bit more in depth on some things of the many shows that we have to choose from. Yep. As well as some movies coming out from Marvel. One that looks good coming out of DC. <laughs> and everything else in the realm of nerdiness. Of course. So sit back. Grab something good to drink and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 336, The Batawang. <laughs> that was a good one, too. The Batawang. <laughs> some beef with you you have beef with me yes and i take back the whole you being sweet thing that we had talked about right before recording okay what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) um it was matt's birthday i had to make him feel special so you're lying to him (laughs) which i'm okay with you lying to him i don't have a favorite mckay brother (laughs) I just, You're both my favorites. Lynn's, just don't tell each other. Lynn's had posted, you know, happy birthday to my favorite McKay, and then says, don't tell Tony. <laughs> I knew you were going to see it, obviously. Because <laughs> you were just joking. <laughs> I almost commented something then. I was like, nope, I'm going to screen grab that and <laughs> just pull it up now. But happy birthday, Matt. Yes, happy birthday. The missing birthday. member of Drunk on Comics. Yeah, he's old now. Yeah. He's still younger than me, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> old, old Lady Lens. Old Lady Lens. Oh, my God, me. that is that's a good nickname. <laughs> just flows off the tongue. Oh, it, well, I don't want to bring it up, but it, it, it kind of could segue into uh, Thor number five had King Thor versus... Uh, Remember the scene at the end with the uh, Phoenix Wolverine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the official name is Old Man Phoenix. Oh. Which, I'm like, that is so uninspired, but also right to the point yeah. of, of who he is. So that's yeah. his official name in the... No need to mince words. <laughs> that also had Wolverine in it wolverine for for He's this been... for the return of wolverine number one coming out this week 
He's been around for a little bit now. Yeah, <laughs> he's I mean, he's everywhere. he showed up uh, in the when Colossus and Kitty were gonna get married, yeah. and didn't like physically be there, but he was on the rooftop and saw them drive by, wished them luck. Uh, something I totally didn't uh, even think about explaining last week at the end of the Fantastic Four number two. They showed all the Fantastic Four people that were part of it. They're getting a giant brawl, and Wolverine is one of them. Right. So he's there battling. And then we have the return of Wolverine number one. Yep. Which... Was all right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I think my biggest... So Charles Soule, of course, still doing this story. Um, I think my biggest problem with this is I don't... I haven't been following the... the hunt for Wolverine and any of that stuff. So I don't know who these bad guys are that are in this book. The Ceteria or whatever that organization, this Persephone lady. I don't fucking know who any of they're to me they're just the generic bad guys that are in every X Men comic book ever. Well that's what I think though they are new I mean, to this storyline. They're trying to have a new Okay. I didn't know if they had popped up previously and I just... I don't remember them but I, and then again, too, though, I haven't read a ton of X-Men in a while. Yeah. I used to read a lot of them. It's, yeah. But I will say uh, this is a Wolverine book because there is lots of blood. Tons of blood. Headless bodies. Blood. Just blood, blood, blood. The first page is because he's got those new heated claws or laser claws or whatever <laughs> the fuck they are. To, they look like heated claws to me because... On the first page, he's, like, crouched over in a puddle of blood, and he sets his claws down, and they hiss, like, they're oh, yeah. hot. And then they, oh, yeah. and then and then they cool steam. down. Yeah. yeah. So... And that's... Me- part, partly, to me, I feel as if it's him getting the phoenix to be old man phoenix, and I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. I doubt it. Yeah. That is not the explanation no. for the no. cause. No, and the... So, he's back, and he has no memory, he keeps having these little flashbacks. Somebody will say a word. Like, he says the word kitty, and he has a little flashback of who I'm assuming is kitty. Not sure. Because she says, I love you, and I'm not sure if that ever happened. And I don't remember if kitty ever professed love to Wolverine or not. Maybe it was in a non-sexual way. I yeah. don't know. Um, but he... So there's this group, headed by this lady, who's, like, kidnapping scientists and making them work for her. And this this guy, the scientist at the beginning... Uh, is an expert in what did I what did I call it? Uh, de extinction. Okay. So he's also got a mammoth and a saber tooth tiger, like just lounging about the cave science cave where they're all at, because <laughs> that's where the best science happens in a fucking cave. Um, so I don't know if the process of them bringing Wolverine back to life, they're also like let's let's add some stuff to him. Why not? Let's give him superheated claws. Because that seems something that won't backfire on us at all. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, I mean, it, it, it moves forward. He goes to this other place, like this military base type looking thing where this group has taken a bunch of other scientists. I, and... I feel really this is like an old school uh, Wolverine comic, like from way back in the past. I mean, just... His mane. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. You can't call it hair. It's a mane. It's massive. And it's like, that's not full, like, Wolverines, do Wolverines have a mane? Kind of, yeah. but not really. Yeah, like they, this, have, they have fur. Yeah, but this looks like, 
He looks like he should be like Lion yeah. Man or something. Yeah, it's a, he's got an epic hairdo going on. Which I do enjoy that style because I haven't seen it in, in ages. Uh, the one thing that I just, I have this sinking feeling is that at the end of this Extinction event, we're going to lose the young X-Men, but all the original ones are going to come back. So we're getting Cyclops back. Yeah. And anyone else that's dead that I'm forgetting right now, like, because now we have Wolverine, we had Jean Grey come back, now we have Wolverine come back. And I would really like to really get to a point where there is some change that is for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say I am okay with Wolverine coming back because he's one of my favorite characters. And when you can write him well, he can do a lot of shit. And I don't want to see like uh, Spider-Man be dead, dead, because that just, that's a whole on comic book. But kill some minor character and make it be... Like, forever dead. Yeah. Because we haven't really seen that in comics. Not a whole lot. And they're, they're like, you know, generally they're never powered people either. Like, the ones that have stayed dead. You know, Gwen Stacy, she's stayed dead. Yeah. Until, oh, brought, until... They brought her back in an alternate universe. But technically... That was different. But that's different. different. So... I mean, I thought what they did with the old man Logan yeah. was genius, bringing him over. Even having the young... Uh, was it James, uh, whatever? Is that? Omega Red? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Omega Red shows up. He's at this thing. I just realized that's who it was. I didn't see the little insignia on his thing. But he's part of this organization, too, I guess. But I, I don't... It's uh, it's all over the place. Like, I don't know if that's even current. I don't know if that's Wolverine having a flashback. I don't think it is, because his flashbacks are all... In a different color, and I actually don't even think this is a flashback, this panel I'm showing you, or this page. I think this is just him in his head. I have no idea what's going on in this And I will book. say that's that does seem like what it was in this book, which I don't think is the grandest way to have the return. Right. I feel like there should have been a concise, maybe not even from his perspective, but a storytelling of how he got back what's happening now. Right. Then you can get into one of these things where you're getting in his head, he's messed up yeah. and everything. But I would feel that for a new reader, this doesn't really help. And even someone that has read yeah, the it, other Wolverines, yeah. it's not that concise. It, it the, the biggest thing that bothered me is this lady at the end who Wolverine meets, who keeps telling him he's Wolverine because he doesn't know who he is, right? So we're getting back to... Wolverine without any sort of memory, which is an old trope for Wolverine. He didn't know who he was for a really long time. Um, she spends the whole last half of the book convincing him he's Wolverine and that the he's the best he is at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice. <laughs> like he's she's literally like you kill things and people. That's what you do. You're you you kill people. You need to go kill these people because they took my son. So. Every time I've ever seen you in the past, you've killed people. I'm going to tell you five stories about how you killed these people, but you were a hero because of it. So she's pushing him very hard to fucking just kill people. So I don't know if there's something sinister going on with her or what, but it is a, it is a, a bit much. It's, it's beyond the, I'm trying to help you remember who you are, into the, you want to go kill this person, don't you? I know you do. I know you want to kill him. You want to kill him, don't you? You should go kill him. Like, it's kind of a little bit like that. It's a little irritating. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I'm hopeful for the next, like I said, I've been not too thrilled with all these books of him coming back. All those other ones went nowhere. 
I was hoping then this yeah. would be... And it might. We all know how Charles Soule works. Oh, yeah. He's he's so, a good writer. Yeah. And I love most all this stuff. I'm just, I'm, like I said, unsatisfied as I should be with a return of a pretty big character. Right. And, I mean, we don't like to criticize... I mean, we're not saying that it's terrible. No. It's definitely it's worth just the I'm read. confused. So, and I don't know, and hopefully it gets cleared up in a couple books. And it, it's it's not a bad book, especially if you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I did not. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to quick uh, discuss two books. One, definitely, I wasn't even going to discuss, but then I'm, I'm reading it, and it's just so fucking good, and... Tom King, I have to say, you're a good writer, at least in this realm. But Mr. Miracle number 11 came out right. uh, of a 12-part series. And so that's where I was like, you know what? I'm not, even before I was reading, I was like, I'm going to just wait and just talk about 12. I pretty much feel like I've talked about almost all of them. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'll just skip this week. But there was some shit that happened that I'm like, readers, if you haven't been reading this series, go read it. And if not, and if you kind of have been lackadaisical, this is the pinnacle of the story. I feel like, except for to give a little bit of away, it at the end, uh, a certain person explains that they are going to explain what the fuck is going on. Obviously, in the last issue, so there's a big mystery that I've been. I'm so lost in it, but I'm lost in a good way, because uh, Scott Free is one of the characters that I had no clue of before this book. And when I started reading it, I read up more about him online and I got to know who he was. But even the the creators for this too had a lot more freedom while making this because not a lot of people knew who he was. He wasn't, you know, always a mainstream person. He is kind of now. So they had that freedom to be able to mess around and then once they started getting traction, well, they already had most of the book, you know, right. created. So DC couldn't go in and mess around and be like, oh, now you can't do that or you can't do that. They're like, we set this style, we set this tone, this is the way the book's going to be. And with those nine, as I've said before, the nine panels that they have almost on every page right. that follows the story, it's, oh, the art is just superb in it and... Really, there is small Easter eggs even within the art. So, like I said, I want to make this as brief as possible. But the biggest reason why I wanted to bring it up is a veggie tray. <laughs> I kid you not. Right then and there, when they were going to meet Darkseid for the reasons that has been uh, coming about within this book, there's a war. It might be able to be ended. They give up their kid, and that's kind of the briefest way that I can say that. They're going there, and uh, he's bringing a veggie tray for the negotiations. Everyone loves a veggie tray. Yes. And to see Darkseid take a carrot, dip it in the ranch, eat, dip it again, (laughs) and eat some more. One page, nine panels. Wait, he double-dipped? Yes. Oh, that's so evil. (laughs) I thought that, too. (laughs) It just, it was, it was... Because you don't you don't ever see that side. It was it felt a little bit out of character, but in the realm of what this book has been, yeah. you can have that small humor because it's not out of place, but it kind of is. I don't know. Uh, it works, but it's yes. not something you would see in any other book with Darkseid in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, 
fuck is this? I don't need <laughs> Why food. Why is he eating carrots? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing was anti-life equation, which they were also going to get. And I don't even want to explain what they said it was because they've kind of explained it before. But in the tone that they did within this book, holy shit, it was only a couple panels, but it made a huge impact on what it is and, and how Darkseid wields it. And yeah, it was really, really good explanation. Uh, but two things involve uh, Big Barda's and Mr. Miracle's kid, Jacob. And those are when they were letting Darkseid have the baby before the inevitable, they're going to try to you right. know, escape and everything. The baby just honks Darkseid's nose. <laughs> and not only does it once, but does it in a couple panels later. And it's one of the cutest things. Darkseid just... Rolls with it. Yeah, doesn't really say... Just, yeah, just... And you gotta think, too, within this whole book, you know, uh, Scott Scott Free was one of the... Like, he was Darkseid's kid, kind of. Right. He grew up. Uh, adopted father when... The same thing happened with the High Father before when he gave up Scott. Him giving up his kid, he felt like it was the same thing. Reading it, I was a little tense. Thank goodness that that didn't happen and they had an escape plan. Whether that happened or not, leave it up to you. But at the point when uh, Mr. Miracle was getting some revenge on Darkseid, he goes, you know, the little bleeped out, like bleep you, bleep you, like fuck you, fuck you. And at the end, Big Barter goes, I thought you were going to say, escape this. <laughs> I'm like, that is such a great one line. And he goes, I just kind of got caught up in the moment. And she goes, but our kid has heard heard, heard you swear now. It's going to be his first word. She goes, you said something too. Well, I had something else going on. <laughs> Later on, the kid goes, fuck. As if trying to say fuck. I was like, this is good writing. That's fine. I love it. It's such a good book. Um, that's all I want to say about that. I, Holy shit, the way it ended and some of the other things that happened within. But I, I can't say I enjoyed one book over the other, but I feel this one does just because of what it's setting up to next. Right. And so, so good. Uh, last thing is the Infinity Warps, Soldier Supreme, number one. And I was looking forward to these from the beginning because I just knew these were going to be kind of a, uh, the what ifs. Sure. They sound goofy though. Like goofy what ifs. Is it goofy? No. no? I mean, it, there are some funny parts, but the biggest thing within there is... It happened from the latest Infinity War book where, you know how in all the, like, Infinity War things, Thanos snaps the world in half, kills half the people? Right. Well, she does it creatively by, she folds the whole universe in half and mashes almost everyone together. So now, within the Marvel Universe, at least in the scope of reading the Infinity War book, and this is where I have a hard time sometimes of these giant events... I feel like should have some repercussions in all the books. Yeah. Because you have Amazing Spider-Man just doing his thing when within here he is going to be melded with Moon Knight. Oh. Um, that's who you want to get smushed with. Oh, the yeah. schizophrenic. <laughs> well, and this one, Soldier Supreme, 
obviously has the two Steves within mm-hmm. the, the Marvel Universe. Stephen Strange and Steve Rogers. And you form them together. And when he's getting his super soldier serum, something else happens and he gets the powers of Doctor Strange. So the beginning of this book is starting off in hmm. uh, World War um, Two and him uh, fighting Hitler and everything. So the same kind of origin almost. But you have this young, blonde, scrawny kid that has the ah. Fu Manchu type goatee. Gross. And they, and they call him <laughs> Steven as well, not Steve, but a couple times they call him Stevie. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess I didn't really ever... I don't remember him saying his last name, so... Could be Strange, could be Rogers, either or. They're just calling him Steve for the time being. Strangers. But there's some <laughs> other people that are warped within this. And like I said, with all these uh, warped books, um, one of them, I think it's Diamond Patch, which is Wol- Patch Wolverine along with uh, um, Emma Frost. Oh. That one's really cool. I just heard that uh, a friend of the show, Cena Grace, is writing a story for that. They've expanded what originally was, I think, a couple of these books to a lot more because they're like, we could really have some fun with some characters that are mashed together. Mm-hmm. And like I said, where we've always only had these scenarios in the what ifs to have an entire universe that is all people blended together. Right. And you have even the side characters that you didn't really think would show up in this one. There is a uh, dum dumb F- fury. Mm. So you know That's who those an interesting two... combination. Yes, and yeah. what was great, partly through when they're fighting in the war and everything, of he just goes, you know, I think you know you don't always need to be healing us and and saving us from the brink of death, but I do thank you for fixing my eye, so he can nice. two eyes and have an <laughs> eye patch. Uh, there's Bucky Wong. Oh wow! Because both their yeah. sidekicks. That's funny. And that, that happened that way. Yeah, <laughs> and. Oh, the greatest thing. I kind of want to say this to the end. Um, I guess I will. They're what they call themselves. There's Dormammu Red. So at one point, Hitler was overthrown, and but there's still Dormammu Red. Uh, so the so Red, this Skull, is Red with, Skull and Dormammu? Yeah. That's an interesting combination. Well, you're going with, I guess, everyone within yeah. Doctor Strange and Captain America's life all just decided to blend together yeah. randomly. Yeah. Eh, okay. It's we're very just very coincidental. We're gonna just go with it for right. this book because it makes it pretty good story. Because it actually, honestly, was uh, for the first of these. I don't know if all of them are gonna hit as well as this did, but I was wondering how some things are gonna happen. I will flat out say there may be a death of what normally has happened, and how that translates with into the comic book was great at the end. But he gets thrown into the dark dimension at the end. Because I'm like, if this is set within the past, we're already kind of establishing that this universe then has its own timeline and its right. you know, continuity. But he gets sent into the dark dimension when he's defeating Dormammu Red. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the frozen in ice moment. Yeah. Because at one point, when he finally flickers on a light, he's talking to uh, Bucky Wong and says how long have we been here i don't know it feels like a while hmm so i think he's gonna come out of this and come into the now and i thought that was kind of some cool interesting way to get around the whole he's been frozen again right. type thing. but my favorite part of all this was when he's talking about his um compatriots when he introduces them and he goes 
we call ourselves the Howling Commandos of Hogoth. Because <laughs> it came to me in a dream, or was it a nightmare? A different reality, I don't know. I go, that is just... That's good. That is a good blending of the two characters. Uh, definitely, I don't feel like you're going to need to read these, but if you are reading the Infinity War uh, main series, these are where it's going. And like I said, they're expanding these people, uh, these books with each of the characters. So it's definitely something to pick up. Yeah. They're fun. It was uh, interesting when he learned that he, he magically, when he, kind of like almost like when Captain America was first formed, there was that Nazi spy within there that kind of started shooting up the place. That kind of stopped the the program, but he had already gotten you know the serum and everything. Right. Well, that happened, and it was that that he instinctively, magically created like the magic shield, mm. and then they're testing it with bullets, and then a, a missile launcher, and then a whole tank like was sh- was shined down at him, and he's like, guys, like, can we just take a a rest here? And then you just <laughs> see this giant explosion, and of course, the he's shield fine. saved, yeah. yeah. Good book. Fun. I love a good mashup. Yes. I love love things that are different. <laughs> I love things that are different, too. And I feel like the next book we're going to talk about isn't really different at all. It's a little different. I feel it's the way things should always be. Yeah. I mean, this is the way that I imagine this character. <laughs> dark and gritty. Naked. And, yes, because I imagine <laughs> him naked all the time. We will start off with the controversy. Yes. Uh, Batman Damned, number one. Oh, fucking good book. The the Bat Phyllis, uh <laughs> Bat Dick. Yes, was there. Bat and I, I really, if it wasn't, I don't know if it added to the story or it took away the story. It it was just there. Yeah. So, But he, I, I like that it was, I mean. You liked that it I liked was there. It was, yeah, yeah, I liked it. You liked it. Um, so this is this is my this is my opinion on on the bat dick, um, because collectively the internet's like ah penis, and I'm just like calm down guys, <laughs> you know he has one right? I mean that's just a given. Um, so in the part of the book that you see bat penis, a couple just, multiple parts, yeah. you even just found out I know, some more. I, I apparently wasn't looking hard enough for a bat penis in the book. Um, did you, okay, did you read this before hearing that there yeah. was a penis? Yeah. So did you notice then that I, there was? I did in that, so there's three different panels that, that I saw that have the bat penis in it. And two are very close up, and but very much in shadow. And then there's this great above, like top down shot of Bruce sitting in a chair naked. And that's when I was like, oh, if this was anatomically correct and if this was a man sitting in a chair naked you would totally see his penis so i looked for it in that one just because (laughs) common sense dictates it should be there dictates (laughs) but the whole that whole scene of him being naked in the bat cave and then being in his house naked there's there's very much a uh like a uh what's the word i'm trying to think of here um vulnerability to him at that point like, he's going through some shit at that point. There was the whole thing with the bats, him thinking the bat suit is about to attack him. Like, yeah, there's this well, whole thing going on with him. So Plus, it, it's it's almost like, I'm sorry, but for females that don't understand, most guys, when they get home from their job, 
They just strip down to their <laughs> boxers. And I actually believe even some probably right. women do that when they live by themselves. Oh, yeah. For sure. Throw a pile of clothes somewhere yeah. and he's doing the same thing, except for he, we find out he doesn't wear bad undies. <laughs> well, and he's stripped down because... <clears throat> to we're kind of starting in the middle of the book and we don't i don't i don't want to give away everything in this book um because i do want people to pick it up it's very good um we're just talking about the penis yeah so he he had the the book starts with him basically in an ambulance and he's all fucked up and throughout some events that occur in the book he no longer has those same injuries that he started the book with and he goes into the bat cave and has his computer like analyze him and they're you know looking for injuries and stab wounds and stuff like that so i think that was the purpose of him getting naked is for that evaluation to happen but then he just stayed naked which seems legit he was also having a little bit of a breakdown i feel like if you're in the middle of a breakdown you're probably not gonna get dressed mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just gonna stay naked um so, I, I mean, yes, it's the first time a Batman has been naked and you have seen his penis in a comic book. I'm pretty sure this is the first penis in a DC comic book ever. Yeah, I feel... So, and it, this is an adult book. This is their black label. Well, and it's funny that more people are talking about this than the actual book, which we will get to reviewing. Yeah. But when you think about it, though, when has there, like... It was in shadow, and even then, you you had to kind of look. Or you, right. I mean, there's a couple times where if you're just scanning the page, you could see it. But DC is apologizing for this. The yeah. fans are upset about it. When is there any of this? When they show women, no, full on breasts. They yeah. don't always put them in shadow. No, when there's adult books that DC has yeah. put out yeah. in past, uh, whether it Vertigo Line or some other imprint. They're not modest about right. the women, so why is it all of a sudden that a man's... Because it's penis. I don't get it. And it's not even like... It, this was not a sexual event that was occurring. This wasn't like he was about ready to go have sex with somebody, and it was graphic and all that stuff. Like, it's... DCA shouldn't apologize for it. Somebody fucking looked at this book before it went to print and was super okay with that. And yeah. now all of a sudden, because people are like, I don't want penis in my a Batman. Few, a few people. But at, like I said, too, if there was some TNA, they wouldn't totally care. Fine. They yeah. had Harley or something yeah. naked or Poison Ivy. People would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Boobs. And, and that's it's, it's unfair to do that to the Batschlong. Like, yeah. you can't. <sighs> I'm just going to say this, though. Batman is packing some heat. <laughs> yeah. Well,. You would hope so. The many women that Bruce Wayne has shagged, like, there's never an unsatisfied customer yeah. there. He is, he is packing some heat. They did, they did, uh, they did give him some, a gift. <laughs> so moving beyond the, the, the bat penis, uh, this book, the art. Oh my God. Oh my. The art in this is fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's so good. Um, so I guess we should give credit, right? So this is written by Brian Azzarello, and the art is by Lee Bermejo, who we've seen stuff from him before. The style that he uses in this book, that kind of painted style, is beautiful, and it there's a lot of one-page spreads that I'm would I would totally frame and put in my house's art. Um, on top of that, the the blood. 
being more of an animated style and the sound effects. Yeah, it was funny that the the blood stood out because it was different than... It was almost like a Sin City type effect, right? Yeah, it was like, and it was almost like an after effect, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we forgot to add the blood. Not that I'm saying that that's what happened, but it was, it really showed on the pages because of the, just the, what it looked like. Yep. And it's hard to explain that, but... It makes it stand out. Yes. For sure. I uh, There's a couple pages in particular that I really love that I want to talk about. There's when he was running through an alley and there's this puddle. So you don't see his face or anything, but when you look down at the puddle, there is his image running because you only see his legs kind of on the cement. Right. He's leaning over this puddle. I'm like, damn, that is some good imagery right there. Uh, explains where he's at, explains who's running in the scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, It depicts more than just showing him running through, plus there's a little creativeness. Uh, The part where he's having kind of these blurry visions of people, especially from when he's underwater. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the greatest ones, which I had to ask you, and I was glad that I wasn't the only one, when he's going to the Batcave and in the fog mist, it looks like a face. Right. And you go, oh, yeah, that's totally, if it, as a, oh, thank God I'm yeah. not the only one going crazy thinking he's, I'm seeing something. Well, the, I think that's the thing, too, is he's going crazy. Like, he's chasing after this, this dude, and, like, I don't, he's, I don't, he's not, I don't think that person's real that he's yeah. chasing after, because it leads him to the Batcave, and then he's just walking there, into, the yeah. ba- into the Batcave, which I thought was, like, who is that guy? Is it him? That's what, that yeah, I felt chasing? that was, like, where did that person go? What yeah. was that? It, it was interesting. Very interesting. But besides the art, the story so far is, as we just said, kind of crazy. And we don't know what's going on either, but we do in the sense of this is a really fucking good story. I've rarely seen uh, Batman be that, like, almost dead that he's in the back of an ambulance. Because right. I'm like, holy shit, this probably happened more often than not. Um I felt that you could even read the story as like almost a prose book sure. uh, without having it be, but with the images, because then there's a lot of images that don't have dialogue. It just has the narrator who has also said they are a, uh, what's it, uh, unreliable Unreliable narrator. narrator. Yes. I mean, we can give away who that is. John Constantine. Yeah. And that's where I was like, kind of like thinking too, is this Bruce's Because normally narration in books are right. the main character. Right. And I was like... Some of the things that he's talking about doesn't sound Bruce Batman-ish. And then when you find out it's Jen Costner, you're like, oh. And then you start reading it in a British accent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when he says shite. Yeah. <laughs> I go. <laughs> yep. At first yep. I did say, I was like, why do they say shite? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it's John's yeah. voice at yep. this part. So I like, so with John Constantine and the addition of some other characters that you don't see a lot in books, Dead Man being yeah. one of them. They did him very cool in this book. That was some great <laughs> panels. and I've never, like, every time I've seen Dead Man in anything, he's always wearing that stupid red onesie, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a completely different take on him, where it's just like he has no skin. And it makes way more fucking sense, in my yeah. mind. And the, the way people look when he takes over their bodies, and how they explain he can't stay in the body for very long, and stuff like that. That whole... Thing was very cool. I'm not entirely sure why he's there yet. Yeah, he kind of gave a warning. Yeah. And 
uh, again, if if that's all that he did, it kind of flushes out of this is Gotham, this is the DC universe. There are right. other characters here yeah. that may just show up randomly for whatever reason. We see what I can only assume be Zatanna doing street magic, basically. Was... Um, the there is there's there keeps there's flashbacks in this book of. Bruce as a child when his parents were still alive and the very real shit that his parents are dealing with that you don't think about because they've always just been dead to us right Mm -hmm. we know very little about well that's what I was almost like I don't feel you can tell that this is then supposed to not be any sort of continuity wise because I feel the big thing of that never has happened within the main rat mythos and well and I don't think they they don't confront the the Wayne's backstory too much other than to say they were rich and Thomas Wayne, you know, all, you know, his backstory with the business and stuff like that. You don't really learn too much about Martha at all with her being just the stay at home mom or whatever the hell she was. I don't know. But so that, that whole thing was interesting, but the introduction of another character into those memories, I'm wondering if those are real memories or if he's his mind is being fucked with and implanting memories into his head uh, as an adult. Well, with a certain death in here as well, it could be all just now in his head if there's a certain yeah. gas that will fuck with you. Yeah, who it's just it's there's it's crazy because I talked about the Wolverine book kind of being all over the place and not being able to follow it. This book is also all over the place and it's also a little hard to follow, but in a way where I got to the end of it and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to read the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucking want to know. That last, very last page of the book, well, they're in the church, and that's all I'm going to say, was amazing. Again, another page I would totally frame and put in my house. The art is fucking ridiculous in this. I... So you want it hard, huh? <laughs> Hoping um, the next one's bigger, I don't, longer. I don't think I don't think they're gonna do any more bat penis. Seems like that's probably out of Well that's one of the off big the things table too. now. Uh all digital copies now are have it just straight up shadowed. Ugh. As well as all new prints are having it just Talk about censorship, sh- man. Shadowed out. So what you have is actually a rare form of comic book now, even though they had a shit ton of them made. Yeah. That is a collector's edition of the Bat Penis. Probably the only time that we'll ever truly see it until they get over themselves and realize... Yeah. Who cares? And their reasoning why is because it didn't add to the story. It did, though, in my opinion. First of all, he was naked. Like... Well, you you don't need to have everything shadowed. As we've explained already with this whole talking uh, point, it... Yeah. It It adds vulnerability to him. It makes, like... I mean, yeah, I guess you could have fully shadowed it in and made Batman a eunuch and just implied that he had a penis because he's a man. But as we discussed, if this were a book with a lady in it, they would just plop her boobs out on the page and it would not be a big deal. I mean, like I said, I almost dare the creators to do that for the next one. Just like, where's the controversy now? Like having, you know, some girls' jugs hanging out. It's, it's... To me, it's not a big deal, and I'm not offended by this. And people who are offended by this need to get over themselves. Well, it's the, not offensive. It's a mature book. Yeah, that's the biggest thing too. It's a mature book. Like again, and I've always held this stance: if you were a parent and you let your kid read something that's rated mature or watch something that's rated R, 
or play a game that's rated M before you fucking look at it, then that's your bad. It's not their job, the company's job, to police what your children do. It's you as a parent. I always read, played, looked at everything that Connor did before he did it just to make sure there wasn't anything in there I didn't want him to see. And, I mean, now he's 15 and he would probably be like, ha ha penis. But <laughs> I wouldn't have let him read this when he was little. It's not even having to do with the penis. <laughs> the, the blood and the... dark book. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, I just, I, to me, it's just not a big deal. I don't fucking understand what the big hullabaloo over it is. Yeah. So Pick great, it up. great book. Read even, it. yeah. Even with the depiction of the little Wayne, it, <laughs> a really good. No, not that little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, some news that, uh, has happened this, this past week. Uh, the biggest thing that I can think of off the top of my head right now is the Captain Marvel trailer. Oh, yeah, that dropped this week. I was, well, and it was a teaser trailer. I think last week I explained here, or I was talking to some other nerdy friends of, I am so sick of these teaser trailers. There's no need for them. Yeah. Like, a teaser trailer should only be if people didn't know something was coming out. You tease it so that they know it's coming out. Like, maybe if people didn't know there was a, uh, the first, uh, forgot, or... Jurassic Park uh, Fallen Kingdom mm. when that was coming out because it's been like 20 years since the original one right and I'm talking about a couple years ago when it came out teasing something like that people are like holy shit they're making another Jurassic right. Park we would know these things because we read up on the news but for the average person they don't know right who in this fucking earth does not know there's a Captain Marvel movie right. coming out this, however, was not just your average teaser trailer, though, because a lot of times teaser trailers are, like, an image. Yeah, or, or a symbol. Yeah. Or, like, a random person talking. Right. This was, to me, just a short trailer. And that's what I feel made this different right. and why I enjoyed it so much. It showed a lot. It did. There was some scroll, which was awesome. I like to call it scroll on vacation because they're just lounging on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> But it made me excited. I'm excited for this fucking movie. I have been excited since they announced it because, you know, you don't get a lot of lady-led superhero movies. Wonder Woman being the really the only big one that's come out. Um, and it fucking looks badass. I'm so excited. The very last part of the trailer where she's like, to me, going full Phoenix. Because <laughs> that's what it looked like when she's got the fire, the flames around oh, her. Oh, yeah. And I, it's probably not even fire, it's just whatever the visual manifestation of her powers are. But I was like, god damn it. Everyone gets to go Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but. It, uh, well, I, I would have, the costume just looks perfect on her. Yeah. It's... It looks so good. The, the biggest complaint, apparently, that this trailer has gotten from people online and by people i mean mostly trolls online is that she needs to smile more brie larson as captain marvel needs to smile more and i'm like well why (laughs) (laughs) she's fighting i don't i'm i might smile while i fight but i would look fucking crazy while i did it and her response to it is golden because she literally has been posting pictures of men from from comic book movies so like Chris Evans as Captain America and stuff like that. 
pictures of them with smiles photoshopped on their faces. <laughs> and it is hilarious. They look fucking crazy. I like I like that she's <laughs> she's doing it to push back, but also in a funny yeah. way. Yeah. Nobody's ever told these men to smile, and this is why. Because they look fucking crazy. <laughs> and they do. They, they're in the middle of an action scene, and they have a big smile on their face. They look incredibly insane. So I just thought that was a cute way for her to be like, shut up, bitches. <laughs> um, there are a lot of nerdy shows coming out this fall. As always. Yes, but can you think of all the shows that there are now and compare it to five years ago? Oh, there's there's more nerdy shows than not nerdy shows now. Yes, but can you do a quick uh, breakdown on, on... On all of them? Yeah. No, there's too many. <laughs> I, so... Even even in the ones I watched, I, like there was a second season of Legion I didn't watch. There was a second season of Preacher oh, I, I didn't about watch. That. I need to get right, that. and there's and there's the oh, that X Men show that I never even Gifted. bothered watching. Yeah, that's got a second season coming out. The Runaways is going to have a second season coming out. Um, Jesus Christ, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, obviously The Walking Dead's coming back. Black Lightning. Yeah. Uh, all the Supergirl, Titans. Yep. Riverdale. Yep. Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah. Uh, that Arrow. I mean, there's so much that's yeah. out there. It's a ton of stuff. It's hard to even keep up with that as much as you want to. It's just, you can't. There's just no way. And like I said, these are all shows that are premiering in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We also have plenty of them that also start springish time as, as shows. And this is even counting Shield and uh, yeah. some of the other Marvel yeah. Netflix things. I mean, I just finished the Iron Fist. Holy shit! So much better yeah. than the first one. I would almost tell people if you haven't ever watched the first one, don't because mm. it's going to make you hate it and not want to watch the second season. Just watch the second season, and you'll be you'll get enough of, the, of who the character is. They do some flashbacks to the past. Uh, the first season was oh fuck. There is couple key people to the first season his best friends slash kind of siblings uh growing up mm. uh not really siblings but they're like brother and sister oh guys. the yeah the Those, bad guys from the yeah. well the one guy was the bad guy i never finished watching the first season actually <laughs> you don't really need to it, uh, i watched the defenders i know what happened after that but how it ends though too holy shit it was really cool i'm like yeah I know that right now Marvel is waiting to hear from Netflix if they're going to do a season three. Uh, Daredevil season three has been underway uh, filming. Yep. Punishers, I think, already finished. Uh, yeah. Don't know those release dates. They they announced recently that there's the the Defenders two is not off the table either. So they might even be doing another one of those. Uh, and that was again, I feel. Be- because of how terribly written Iron Fist was, he brought down the Defenders when it could have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. because if you watch Iron Fist in the second season of Luke Cage and that one episode where they briefly work together, holy fuck, that was everything everybody wanted from the Defenders show. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so uh, that hands down watch. And I just recently learned 
and I don't know how I didn't know this, I was expecting Stranger Things Season 3 to be coming out this October. Yeah, isn't it? It usually comes out in October, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And I guess they're having some casting issues, hmm. trying to round out the cast and how they're going with the story, and whether it's because maybe some of the kids are growing up too quickly. I don't know all the reasons behind, but hmm. that has kind of made some delays, but they still are tentatively planning for summer 2019. Oh my god, I don't want to wait that long. I know. Like, it's why can't you make it. these shows now? I am glad, though, that we do have a plethora of shows to pick from that can satisfy me to get to the ones that I really want to There's watch. There's more than enough. There's more than enough to keep you... Because then Game of Thrones comes out next spring, too, doesn't it? Nope. That's going to be towards the end of, I think, September, they're talking and about next now. next year? It's yeah. definitely not April. Uh... I think a big reason behind that actually is because Martin might have actually finished a fucking book. Mm. And the rumors are, if he has, because uh, it was talked about uh, the publisher had a book from him that they were translating in a couple different languages, which takes some time, but I'm sure they want a global release. I don't feel that people will necessarily want to buy the book, except for the people that have always read the books, if the show has already ended. Right. So if they have that last season and then the book comes out, the sales are going to be small. But you have it before the last episode, I feel there's a lot more people that are still feening on needing more Game of Thrones in their life. They will sell a shit ton more books. And I think partly because of that rumor, which I also can't believe because it's been too many fucking years anyways since you wrote the last book, if that's even true, but it seems to make enough sense. I'm looking forward to a book. I don't know if he's actually going to make two more books in my lifetime. Probably not. To finish it up. And his lifetime is the biggest concern, not <laughs> <Yeah>. yours. <laughs> he's going to die way before you do. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, yeah. not that I want George R.R. <laughs> Martin to die, but he's much older than you, I guess is my point. <laughs> um, last thing that... Uh, well, two, two last things. One is there was this teaser from the Russo brothers that they posted a picture and it just said look uh, look closer and the internet has been trying to figure out what that means it's been they even said that in the cryptic uh, picture that it teases the unknown title for the film mm. it's hidden in there I know that there are what looks like a, like with a ladder a ladder looks like an A and there's a couple different ladders and a couple different uh, things that look like A's. In fact, there's like four of them. So it could be A4, Avengers 4. Right. Um, I saw someone go through and really try to uh, stretch. But it looks like there's two E's as well uh, with uh, what looks like the back uh, right and the upper left. And someone was like, oh, I think it's Endgame, which also would be an amazing name at this point, I really don't give a shit what they call it, but I love when they do things like this. It makes people's, you know, imagination run wild. This is a teaser, but this is a teaser. Obviously, it's not a trailer, but this is something that all it took was someone just to uh, send out what looks like on the back scenes of a lot and someone's sitting there. I don't know. I thought that was cool. It's something interesting that yeah. uh, people want to go and try to disseminate. 
to What's figure out on? what and and you know it'll be awesome if it's something that like everyone's like oh it's Endgame oh it's Avengers four and they're like no did you guys not see this tiny little thing in the corner they're like duh yeah obviously I can't believe you all missed that like I kind it's of called, hope that that is what happens it's called man in a seat <laughs> <laughs> it was right there the whole time how did you not know it uh, last thing I want to talk about is the Joker oh oh yeah. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm... Images have come out now of it, and I'm intrigued. I don't feel it's a Joker, but... I mean, it is a Joker, but it's just not a Joker that we've seen before. And I guess very true. Yeah. He does have... So, from what I've heard, because the video that they show is... Joaquin Phoenix standing there looking like creepy Joaquin Phoenix and then the the makeup basically flashing like it was almost like the combination of two images oh I didn't see that one I just saw the still image of what it just looked like with the the video was cool because it was literally like it was almost like when lights flash when you're sitting in a dark room and there's like a train going by except it kept flashing the makeup over his face until finally aligned and I was like well that's Ted Gacy but because <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. Um, but his his dress is gonna be classic Joker, like from Batman sixty six, classic Joker with the with the purple and stuff like that. So we'll see. <laughs> A lot of people are pissed off about the makeup. I think. I'm not pissed off. It's just, it's it's different. It doesn't seem what I'm used to. But then again, too, it could be just a start. Or what I really feel is they are going to have, um, I think a, the big ending of it is going to be Joaquin going around, being the Joker. And at the end, we're going to get a real Joker. I think this is going to be some imitators that you follow. You think you got the real story of how this person started as the Joker. Yeah. And you only later find out of, that wasn't my story at all. And right. Ha 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 ha, laughing. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to see this one, though. I'm more excited about this than the Venom movie. Yeah. Although I'm yeah. still going to fucking... Of course you Actually, will. I'm going to wait and see how bad everyone says it. You're, and you're still going to see it. It doesn't matter. I know, because if it's bad, I'm going to go see it for the train wreck right. that it is. If it's good... You're going to go there and still think that it's bad, probably, knowing you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you found this week? Uh, just a couple little things. The Eternals movie that they announced oh, uh, yeah. finally has a director. Now, Here's the thing. I gave up reading up on anything like that because I'm like, it's a hope dream. They're not going to really make this. Right. That they got a director yes. means everything. So they, they snatched up Chloe Zhao who uh, just did a movie called The Rider and is, like, the big new hot director in Hollywood. So they were like, yoink, we're going to assign her to a contract before anybody else does. Um, Now, as we know, directors on movies aren't always set in stone. So just because they announced that they have her to do the Eternals movie doesn't mean that is the way it's going to end up. They switch directors all the time. Don't want them to jump the gun. But, you know, I mean, the fact that they have picked one. <laughs> oh, you just not got that? I, <laughs> I was like, I got nothing from that? <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen what 
Tony just saw, which was the me finally figuring it out and the look on my face. Um, anyway, uh, the the other very small thing is uh, the Buffy license for the comic books is moving from I think it's IDW yeah. right now to Boom, which seems. I think it was Dark Horse. Was it? Oh, you're right. It was Dark Horse, mm-hmm. which seems like a very appropriate move to go to Boom. I mean, that's where Power Rangers went. Is to having a lot of success there. So, and I don't know if this move is going to align up with the fact that they're maybe thinking about doing a new Buffy show. So I don't know how those two things are going to be connected, but eh, you know, I mean, Buffy's always been a good comic, and it'll be interesting to see what it does at Boom. That's it for you? That's, that's really it. All right. Booze in a book this week is Dick Tracy, Dead or Alive, number one, paired with a Strohs. Now, the reason for this pairing, I always loved Dick Tracy growing up, and it is an old-timey type book. Definitely. And Strohs is definitely an old-timey type beer. It, it was. Is. I remember when I drank it a couple times at the cheap uh, 80s night here in town. I actually got a six-pack one time because I liked them uh, when I was at home over the summer. And my mom goes, oh, you're drinking what Grandpa usually drinks. <laughs> I go, oh, okay, Mom. I didn't know this was Grandpa's drink, but uh, definitely is old-timey. They're off the subject, but not really. There was, When I used to work at the restaurant I worked at, there was an old, really old guy who that's what he used to order all the time was Stroh's. But he called it shorts because it's Stroh's backwards. Oh. We totally had to decipher it. Every time you, the first time you waited on he'd be like, can I get a shorts? And this was before shorts mm-hmm. was a thing, right? Uh, and we were like, uh, so we'd go up to the bartender and we're like, he ordered a shorts. I don't know what that is. <laughs> He's like, oh, he means the Strohs. He's old. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> oh, well, another fun uh, week doing the podcast with you, Linz. Yeah, as always. Stay thirsty for giving it up to you. Because I know exactly what you're thinking. More bat penis. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking you were going to say.